0: It is your girl, Miss Yak, back with another episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. And oh, goodness, I got some hot topics for y'all tonight. All right, I've got my girl, Miss Tiffany L. Hall. All right, now on the outside, it appears she had it all together. But on the inside, she was living a life full of doubt and shame, dealing with toxic relationships, failed marriages, job loss, and the trauma associated with nearly dying as a result of domestic violence. She was her own worst enemy. And so tonight, what we're going to do is, we're going to do a little, you know, maybe a little therapy, you know, a little conversational therapy, because we're going to talk about why marriages fail, okay? So we're going to take all of that that I just gave y'all, and y'all know some of my history too. We're going to go ahead and hash that on out and spill the beans a little bit, and maybe you guys can go ahead and get some healing from us as well. So without further ado, we're going to bring on Miss Tiffany Hall. Hello hey how you doing I am well how are you just lovely just lovely it is Saturday it's been a long week but hey we are here okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna make it do what it do yes come on now come on. yes <laughs> yes now okay now in your bio you said marriages plural so how oh. many marriages you got up on your book your, your bill I'm married. this is my third marriage so I've had two I've been divorced twice And this is my third marriage. And this one is awesome. Oh wow. That That brings me so much so much joy because I also have two failed marriages under my belt. And I'm and I'm with my current boyfriend. And we've already been talking about marriage and both of us. And what's what's unique about our situation is we both have two failed marriages under our belts Okay. Okay. peace. Mm -hmm. So we're both going into this, like, like, you know, at first we was like, kind of like on eggshells and whatnot. We're like, if we do this, this is going to be it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so I I can relate. So I'm sure I got some stories too, but for you, why Mm -hmm. do you think marriages fail? Mm. Well, first of all, marriage isn't the problem. Marriage is an institution. Yeah. Marriage is not the problem. Marriage is an institution that's blessed by God. We're the problem we're the issue mm-hmm. so i think sometimes we go into marriages with this unrealistic expectation yeah. you know they say come in 50 50 no you come in 100 percent yes gotta- <laughs> i said that too yes you got to make sure your whole your whole plus your mate's whole not your half and their half then you got a whole no it doesn't yeah. take person to complete you You Mm -hmm. have to come in whole. You have to come in, and not necessarily knowing what you want, because I'm going to tell you next year is, not next year, next month, October 29th, is our seventh year anniversary. So, yes, yes. So we're getting over the hump of that seven-year itch. So I feel like we're finally complete, in year eight, we popping out. It's going to be like, hey, we we did this! Hey! (laughs) we On cruise control. Yes. But I, I think a lot of times, again, we come in with these unrealistic expectations of our mates. Mm-hmm. It's not up to your mate to complete you. It's not up to your mate to make you happy. You know, so I think that's one of the reasons. And then when we don't get what it is that we want or we thought that we should have in this marriage, oh, we out. Mm-hmm. We out. And then we don't understand that fighting spirit. You know, we look mm-hmm. at in my family, I look at the relationships my aunts, my uncles, my my grandmother, my grandfather, you're talking about over 40 years of marriage in these relationships. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I had a blueprint. I know what it looked like. You know, again, so I just mm-hmm. finally I said, "Sis, I said, you you got to get it together. It's not marriage. Right. Tiffany, you you might need to look at you." So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can I concur with that because for me I feel like I had hit a point where it's like after so many failed relationships it was like okay time out yes <laughs> what's, what's going on and I like I literally even went to try to do like an inventory of my ex'es and I reached out to them I'm like okay what is it that I'm doing wrong what do I need to change mm-hmm. but that was not helpful for me and you know why because every last one of them that I asked to said you did nothing wrong. It was me. Ooh. So then Ooh. I concluded, okay, I just got <laughs> bad taste in men. Hey, hey. <laughs> but even, still, you gotta, you gotta stop and you gotta say no. It is there's something about me. Yeah. You know, I you know what, you know what, my guy, I thank you for taking responsibility, but truth be told, I got some work that I need to do yeah so that's where i was at you know and I, I don't go back i don't talk to no exes i don't want i don't want your opinion but i was like i was like who, who better to tell me what i done messed up with uh, the, you know what everybody has their own process but i ain't talking to no ex <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to know like when i'm done i'm done yeah. you know so for me i just did a lot of soul searching so just like you said that inventory that you know you took of yourself i had to take it about me I had to stop and really say, what is it that, okay, marriage one, this is what happened. Marriage two, this is what happened. You know, marriage three, I got to get it together, you know? So, and sometimes it's hard to stop and look at you, but sometimes we are the problem. Yeah, yeah, We are the problem. And when you're honest about, you know, it might be me, I may be the problem and you Mm -hmm. commit to doing the work to make those changes marriage is a beautiful thing. It really yeah. is. I have a lifetime dance partner. That's, how, that's what I call him. Oh, I'm dance partner. The other thing I came to realize, which is it's not strange. When I did the work, I realized my husband chooses me mm. each and every day. He chooses me. He yeah. chooses to show up in this marriage. We did the same thing in the beginning. We said, you know what? No matter what happens, this is it. We're in this. Yeah. Yeah. We said, we're in this. So I was like, I don't know about that because if i like, <laughs> this got two under her belt, I'm out. He said, right. Then no. no more running. I said, oh. But each and every day, no matter what we go through, and again, marriage goes through stages because the first two years was rough. Every yeah. day. I'm out. I ain't got this to do. I don't care. You can file the papers. You can, And then we just wow. say, right? we got to learn to talk to each other. We have to learn no matter what, this is our marriage. We got to take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to feed it. We have to water it. You know, we have to make sure we communicate with one another. And mm-hmm. that's hard when you make yourself vulnerable to somebody, but you mm-hmm. say, listen, we're married. What's the worst thing you could tell me? Right. I mean, you would, now there, there are some things. (laughs) It's some things, things, but it's just like, we're married. You are the one person each and every night I lay down with you. I know stuff about you, intimate details about your life that your mother doesn't know. Yeah. You know, my mother-in-law passed away. As a matter of fact, yesterday was six years ago. God rest her soul. But there's stuff that I know about you. Your mother doesn't know. My mother Mm -hmm. doesn't know. Your Mm -hmm. siblings don't know. Mm -hmm. The people closest to you have not a clue. Mm -hmm. I want to know that I can trust you. I want to know that I can continue to make myself vulnerable to you. So I think that's the beauty. That's why number three is working. Because I feel like I'm able to be me. Yeah. You know? So... That's you know, that's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, he get on my nerves though. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> he nerves, he get on, but again, I think opposites attract. I think my husband is so mild mannered and laid back. And when it comes, like you know, I'm one, we need to talk, he's not about conflict. Mm. If he raises his voice, I'll be like, Oh, if I did something wrong, he he doesn't do all that, and me yeah. being a I am I need that that balance yeah me very well I think it's just all it's in the mate that you choose God knows God God knows he knows he knows yeah yeah and you know I think for me it's like I actually came from uh, generations and generations of divorce now but keep in mind though my parents high school sweethearts Still happily married to this day, forty plus years. Mm-hmm. They are each other's best friend. They are like the blueprint. However, both of their parents were divorced
1: mm-hmm. and remarried,
0: right? And then like me, I've got the two two divorces under my belt. I've like, like I've been divorced. I've got uncles have been divorced. It's like so. It's common, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's gotten to the point, And I've had this conversation before. Like it's gotten to the point where. Divorce is just too easy. It's easy. Right? So because you, it, it, it is, it's very easy now. And so it's like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to deal with you no more. I'm out. You know? Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, and this is something that I used to try to like ask myself when I would go to those family reunions and you have those elders who have been married for 60 plus years and you're like, like, surely they went through some of the same BS I'm going through right now, <laughs> you know? They, they had to, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so that's some things that I would think about. But then also, though, you got to realize it's like both of y'all got to want it. Because if only one of y'all want it, it's just, it, ain't, it don't matter what you do. Exactly. It's not the Exactly. And then for me, I also know, I can say this, my husband's in the house somewhere, but I'm better with him than I am without him. Oh, I do. I know that he is in me being who I am. He's my backbone. He yeah. he really is. He's like, you know, my, my biggest cheerleader. Sometimes, like I said, he gets on my nerves, but he knows the right thing to say when to say it, when I need it. And that feeds my spirit. So, so yeah. that's important. And a lot of times I know I take for granted. I'll be like, oh, he, he ain't pay that no mind. And then he'll say something. I'll be like, oh, he was paying attention to me. Yeah, You know, so it it does, like you said, when you look at, you know, your grandparents and you think, a, that's a long time. <laughs> you know, my grandmother and my grandfather are deceased now, but they would have been married, oh my gosh, over 50 years. Wow. You know, so they got married in 1940 something, I want to say, 50 something, I'm sorry, 1950 something, like 51. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. My grandmother passed away in 1987. Like, that's a long time to be with one person and think that you're not going to have any trials and tribulations. Yeah. It happens. I also say, what are your deal breakers? Mm. What are you absolutely willing to say? This is it. Mm -hmm. Some people say it's cheating. It may not necessarily be. That's different for everybody. Yeah, it is. When you're a little younger, you remember you had them girlfriends, girl, he cheated on you. Uh-uh, I ain't doing this. But it's it's different. When you get older and you start to really sit and evaluate, you know, your relationships and is, is that a deal breaker? Yeah. Is that, I mean, honestly, it's like, is that a deal breaker? So, yeah. Woo! Yeah, because I think for some people, yeah, it's a deal breaker regardless, no matter what. But then for other people, it it makes them pause and take stock. Okay, why did this person cheat on me? Right, right. And what's broken in our relationship that they feel the need they have to find it outside of our relationship? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think those are the individuals that are able to survive infidelity yes because they take stock and real and figure out okay what happened what broke down what do we need to fix right so we can get back to each other mhm mhm and you look at some relationships they're stronger afterwards like you know this conversation now with with um, Nia Long and her fiance yeah do y'all think that Halle Berry Beyonce Nia Long like these beautiful women are not getting cheated on because right. beautiful like that's that's not a <laughs> right you know, Janet Jackson. D- come on now. Like I saw that documentary about Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupree basically said he cheated on her. Like And I'm like, "What?" on the last but come on come on Jermaine. What? Not, not on not on Miss Jackson if you nasty. Yes. You know I mean? <laughs> yes, he cheated on her because because now when Janet was dating him, you you know, that elevated him. Okay, that elevated him. So all the other females, they was at him. He ain't know how to act, and he stepped out. Mhm, mhm. Like really? But you know what's crazy? That brings up another topic too. In marriage, and and it's just, you ever notice when you're committed, you get hit on more than when you're single? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. And I always, I joke joke with my husband, I used to joke with my husband, I always, listen, I made you who you are. So if it's some other woman out here that wants you, looking at you, entertained by you, it's Mm -hmm. because of what I did. He'd be like, yes, no, 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 no. I did. You are the product of my work. (laughs) Right, right. He'd be like, tip by, but it just, that's the attraction. Yeah. It seems like there's just this glow in this happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, but Jermaine Janet come on now. So any I mean anybody is vulnerable or anybody is is capable of being cheated. On, oh yeah. You know, so yeah, so I'm sorry. I was just listen, not Janet. Right. <laughs> not Janet. Like dude, you serious? mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, wow mm-hmm. wow everybody yeah. su- society's surprised by it, but it goes back to something else you said. So it might be something broken in a relationship, but my guy, that's you. I'm not broken. Mm-hmm. I didn't there's nothing wrong with me. You mm-hmm. need to evaluate what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times that's hard for us to do. In relationships, it's hard to stand in the mirror and admit, I have some things about me that aren't right. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm perfect. I'm the best catch in the world. Mm -hmm. No, it's some things about you. So for me, as I look back over my history, one of the things that I know about me, I always dated older, married older than me. I did too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, and this may not be you, but for me, I came to the realization that I was having some daddy issues. Oh. I but without my dad. My dad was not in my life. So for me, if my dad would leave a child that he brought into this world, why wouldn't a man? Oh. And I never wanted to give that trust. I never mm-hmm. want like I I not de- one day. Um my father passed away in 2001 and like in 2009 from 2001 to 2009, I was at his funeral and everything, but I hadn't been to his cemetery to his, his grave site.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: 2009. I finally said, you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this, having this stronghold on me. Yeah. And I could see that being one of the things that was wreaking havoc in my life relationship wise, Mm -hmm. I was looking for that father figure, that connection. And once I determined, whoever I'm with as a mate, you can't be my daddy. No. You you can't be my daddy. You You can't replace that. So once I was able to heal that about me, I went to his gravesite, took a newspaper on Father's Day in 2009. And I sat there and I was just like, look, talking to his gravesite, I forgive you. I um, accept that you only did what you knew how to do at that time. I walked away from there and I felt so freed. I've been mm-hmm. back one time since. And I say that forgiveness wasn't about him. It was about mm-hmm. me letting go and being able to move on with my life. Yeah. And being able to say the next man who comes into my life, I'm not looking at him like a, a father figure. That yeah. was kind of distorted there. You know, so that was, you know, one of the things I had to deal with me, me being a survivor of domestic violence, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that love that, wait a minute, I got to do some work here. And it wasn't anybody that I was married to that, you know, was the perpetrator, but Mm -hmm. I still held on to, to the remnants of what happened, you know, and just wanted that security and just wanted that. And again, not a bad thing. But I allowed some things in my last marriage that I would never allow. Yeah. As far as you know, security because you know he had everything. He, I I would never allow that. Yeah. But what I recognize again, I hadn't totally healed from that need to just to. It's okay, right? It's okay. So again, I attribute that to the success of this marriage because I figured out some things. You know, I'm constantly doing the work. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly figuring out who I am and saying within this marriage, what is it that I need to be each and every day? How is it that I show up? Yeah. I love to finally be independent within my because you need you have to be independent. You need your space. Yeah. And it began, I want to give my husband his space. We gonna we together. I'm loving this. Where are you going? I'm going. <laughs> Why don't you want to spend time with me? I ain't yeah. talk to you all day. I need to talk to you like I'm in love. Yeah, like, I can love you from a distance. Like I, I've been away all week, you know, working. Yeah. yeah, I'll be like, I'll be back. I'll see you next week, and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, yeah, it's it's good. Marriage is good. Marriage is good. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. mm-hmm. I think for me, I, and I know with my first marriage. I, I can say we never should have got married. We we never uh-huh. should have got married. It, it was not the right match. It was not the right time. Right. But one thing I noticed about myself is because, like I said, my parents have the blueprint, uh-huh. and so my parents were high school sweethearts. Got married. They went off. They enlisted into the military together. Went to basic and boot camp. Came back home. Got married and been together ever since. Oh wow! That's I ain't doing boot camp. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right. Right. Time. So for me, I'm like, I grew up thinking, OK, hey, that's what, that's what my life is going to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm having my high school sweetheart. We're going to get married, have fam, have babies, go out to college together, the whole nine. <laughs> yada yada yada. I had my whole life mapped out for me. Right. And then my senior year, second semester of my senior year, my high school sweetheart, we have been together from the second semester of freshman year to second semester of my senior year. All right. We have been together. And then he broke up with me on Valentine's Day. Oh, no. Yes. Horrible. (laughs) Yes. He had broke up with me. (laughs) Hey. Yes. Horrible. And so like my plans just fell apart. Like that's not what was supposed to happen. We had already kind of been talking about the possibility of getting engaged after I graduated and whatnot. Because he was like two years ahead of me in school. So he was already out. Mm-hmm. And so we had already talked about the possibility of me, you know, of us getting married and whatnot. And then we broke up, and it was like my plan just crumbled. It was like, okay, what's, but in my mind, I still knew I want to be married by a certain age. I want to have X amount of kids by a certain age. I want to be out of college by a certain age, yada, yada, yada. So here I am. I meet, I go off to, to college, life happens. So I ended up going, I enlisted into the military after my freshman year in college, and that's where I met my first husband. Okay. And for me, at that particular time in my life, it was like, he was the first person to say, I love you. Right. And so for me, I think I went into autopilot. I just like, I just said it back. Just, just, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. So I just said it back. I'm like, okay, you know, everything was going great with us. Right. So I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I love you too. Right. And he just fit into my plans for my life Ooh. at that particular point in time. And so we got, we went and eloped and we had got married. We met, I think within, from the time we met to the time we got married was less than a year. Really? Yes. And. Wow. But, pause there. That's okay if you know. You know what I mean? So like me nah. and I me and my husband did the same thing, but it's like yeah. you know, we were older. Mm-hmm. If you know it, it's okay, but like yeah. you said, when you got these plans and you're trying to make it fit, you know, push make the right, life, that's and that's what the, I was doing, straight edge of the puzzle. But yes, I make it fit because I need to be married by 26, because I need to have baby number one by 27 and baby number two by 29 and no. then by 30 you a whole totally different person. You don't even want to be married anymore because, you know, so I'm sorry, but I yep. wanted to tell you, just tell you that. So yeah. You, yep. you- and that's exactly what I did. It was like, mm-hmm. I had this whole, my whole life mapped out. He fit into it at that particular point in time and, and in up the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, we made it a total of eight years before our divorce was final. Wow. So two kids later, like i mean my kids are are, are the, the biggest blessing i could have ever asked for um but yeah we had two kids together it was a total of eight years so we were actually physically living together for six separated for two before it was finally done so now let me ask you a question within that six there wasn't anything in your mind that said you know what i think that this could work while you were still in the house together Oh, I wanted it to work. I okay. tried to make okay. it work. So okay. in my mind, and actually, you know, even though the my reasoning behind marrying him was wrong, mm-hmm. mentally, I was like, okay, this is my husband. This is supposed to be the head of the household. I'm going to, you know, honor, you know, obey my husband as the wife and do, do what I'm supposed to be doing, right? However, by the end of the first year of our marriage, he was the one that came to me and said, I don't think I want to be married. Oh, wow. And my words to him was, "Well, we married now, so what you gonna do? <laughs> what gonna do? We said, "Till death do us part." Who's who's out of here? You so- know, <laughs> yes. Who? <do> I- <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So we struggled. We struggled mm-hmm. for those that those six years. We struggled. It was a struggle. Like there are times where I would leave and go stay at my friend's house, like for months. Mm-hmm. At one point in time, I even and went and got myself an apartment. And everything, because I was like, I'm done. And then he comes and talks me to coming back, and it Mm -hmm. was it was a hot mess. It it really was. So let let me share this with you. Moment of vulnerability, and you know, hopefully, you know, this will bless somebody. So my second marriage, truth be told, moment of vulnerability. It wasn't a bad marriage. Mm -hmm. Like I can honestly say that it wasn't a bad marriage. We just didn't. We just couldn't maintain it. Oh. When we got married, we got married and before six months was up, we had already filed for divorce. We had, wow. we had, yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, moment of vulnerability. We had already filed for divorce. And it made it easy. Anytime conflict came up, file the papers, file the yeah. papers lot of papers and then one day we went out to dinner we had a heart-to-heart and he's like look i don't want our, our marriage day. and i was like i don't either rip the papers up so here we go two three years later because we made it almost four years we just couldn't i believe that not all conflict is bad yeah i believe there is a, a such thing as constructive conflict So when those moments came and there were issues within our household, we just couldn't navigate through them together. Mm -hmm. We dealt with things in our own separate way. But I honestly, I cannot say, like, looking back, hindsight's 20-20, overall, our marriage wasn't bad. Wow! Like, I can literally, honestly, in my heel space say it wasn't bad. If we would have had that fight in us, we would still be married today. Like I can literally, honestly say that, but you know, I know all things happen for a reason. But that experience also helped me to realize in this situation with my marriage now what it means when I when I say you know because sometimes you'll eat your own words. Mm-hmm. Say constructive conflict. Yeah. You know, I like I said, I can't say oh, I'm ready to be out. Oh, I'm out, and my mm-hmm. husband holds me to that. So what I was trying to hold my ex to and say, listen, not all conflict is bad. This one holds me to. Oh, you you can be upset, but ain't ain't no going nowhere. We're yeah. in, and i will be like, dang, and I'm not used to that. I'm not used to that. Yeah, we're, I'm used to you want to go go, but he's like, no, we're we're not doing that. Somebody better go sleep on the couch, and then some nights ain't nobody sleeping on the couch. We're going to be right in this bed. That's how you know married couples is bad. You sleeping back to back the whole night. Touch and then you go, let me move to the edge of the bed. Oh, he touched (laughs) me. Yep. Edge of the bed. Oh, I know he didn't touch my foot. Uh Uh-uh, then you go. (laughs) (laughs) Let me put this pillow right here. Yes, yes. (laughs) Come on now, married folks, no. Edge of the bed, edge of the bed, back to back. Don't touch me, you hot. (laughs) Touch me. And it's like it's funny because you know, again, stuff like that. You know, me and my husband that we laugh about that. He's like, Oh, I knew you was mad because you was on the edge of the bed. I was like, Yeah, about to fall off, medicate it over because you're trying to scoot on my side. I don't want you to touch me. I'm upset. Right. I'm upset. Or even now I realize we might go a day or so without speaking. Oh wow. Again, and it's not bad. We'll still, you know, text every morning before he goes to work. He always sends me a message. I love you. I love you. Every morning before he goes into his job, I love you. I had to make him aware of that. I was like, do you know when we're not seeing eye to eye, you don't send the messages? Oh, I depend on those messages. And And that cuts, that cuts on a different level because it's like, wait a minute. Yes. So because we're having a conflict, you don't love me. Right. You know what I mean? Or that's what I'm used to. And then he holds me accountable. He'll be like, well, I, I came out of, you know, my job, turned my phone on. I didn't have a response. I'd be like, oh. So, again, you know, I had to say no matter what, Tiffany, this is what you asked for. Yeah. You asked him no matter what. I need I need that because that's our thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's funny. To, and then we also, we learned how to fight fair. Somebody told me there's no such thing as fair fighting. But I believe there's nothing that I'm going to say to my mate that's detrimental. Yeah. Not cussing you out. I don't believe, you know, you're all these derogatory words. I'm not out of your name. I'm not going to disrespect you because you are a part of me. I'm a part of you. Yeah. I don't want to say anything to you that I can't take back. You know, so we always, we hold each other. And it's funny because, again, practice makes permanent. In the beginning, we might fuss and you know it's some words flying. We don't do that anymore. We don't do we oh gosh, he would he would have a fit of well. I'm telling it because it's funny. <laughs> we went to his uncle's funeral last year, and we was bickering before we went into the service. We was bickering as we was going up to sit down. Oh wow, that's the media family. Well, I am immediate family, that ain't where you sit. And he's like, like right there as we're walking to the seats. He's like, Well, you go where you want to sit. But, you know, he's whispering it. Yeah. But It was just like afterwards he said something to me because the the pastor that was preaching said something and he could see I started crying and he was just like, you know, you really got into the word at that moment. And I was like, yeah, you know, because we don't forgot about the bickering, but walking in there, you know, we suited matched in to everybody else. uh, we was going through it. Right. So we've learned, even though, you know, we'll have those conflicts outside of the house. You're not going to see us conflicting with each other outside of the house. Yeah. You're not going to see that. We are a team. We are a force. We are together. If there's an issue that comes from outside of our house, we deal with it inside of our house. Yeah. It ain't nobody else's business. When you run into the friends, We ain't run into the sisters, the brothers, there's nothing anybody else can do, but us, we have to maintain this marriage. So again, just a lot of things that, you know, I've learned, Mm -hmm. I've learned because failure is not an option. No, it's not, it's not an option. God said, I sent this man to you and I'm like, God, you sure? I always, I'd be like, God, you sure you want me to deal with this? Cause he, he's hard headed. He says I'm spoiled. I say he's hard, hard headed. But God, you sent him to me for a reason. Yeah. You sent me my life meat. So, you know,
1: yeah. I, I
0: appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate it. So. Wow. Well, on that note, my friends, all my listeners and viewers out there, man. Yep. I hope that you are able to take some gems from this conversation we had tonight with Miss Tiffany over here. Why marriages fail. Now, y'all ain't got to take it from us. We just got about, you know, four divorces up under our belt between the two of us. (laughs) So so y'all ain't got to listen to us, but we might know a little something. When you You say like that. that. God. Yes. So y'all stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday night. Keep it locked right here at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can find me on YouTube, my Facebook channel, all your major streaming platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Don't forget, when you go ahead and check out the show, make sure to like, share, and subscribe so we can keep on bringing this fun conversation to y'all every week. Until next time, y'all take care.